Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On The Mark. I'm sorry, I'm reading a meme uh, this is a Facebook meme, I'm assuming. Well, maybe not. It could be just a general meme. Okay. okay. <laughs> I used to serve under him in, in college. General meme. Yeah, yeah he's quite a guy. Very symbolic. Cal- uh, hand, uh, Cara had pearl-handled revolvers that he carried with him. <laughs> Did he? All right, yeah. To him, image was everything. <laughs> right. But, uh, okay. He bought, got them from George Patton, by the way. Did he? Yes, he did. Patton had a patent on that, I believe. Patton had a patent on a lot of stuff. I think he did. All right. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. We'll find out more about them if you go to sunburymotors.com. But in the meantime, I'll tell you one thing spectacular about them is I've had an opportunity to have some electric conversations with them. And what that means is that we're talking electric vehicles, uh, the Hyundai Iconic, or whether you're looking for the uh, Ford F-150 Lightning that we've ordered up for Joe McGranahan. they got a wide range of vehicles that are electric, and they are very well versed with the fact that you know, within the next decade, about half the vehicles they'll be selling will be hybrid or electric. Too. Say, is there any anything like sticker shock involved? Uh, no, no. All the <laughs> no. prices on the electric vehicles are coming way down. Are they? Uh, they're all down to normal levels. Now, Normal for what? Well, I just paid $50,000 for a pickup truck. Did I ever think I would do that? (laughs) No. But it was a $60,000 truck from Sunbury Motor Company. We paid $50,000. So um, there is a sticker shock associated with purchasing new vehicles these days. I think it's just in general. But you can't get a better deal. You can't get more volume. You Mm -hmm. can't get a more specific vehicle that you want anywhere in the world. Well, that's puffery, but you get the idea. Looking at ads for the uh, 1967 Mustang. Oh, okay. It was like $2,500 fully loaded. Oh, $2,500. Wow, (laughs) super. Well, they have a, I think it's a 63 Mustang in the showroom, but it is not for sale. Okay. Probably part of the the company's collection. Like everything else, prices have gone up. Right, a little bit. So, but bottom line is, uh, this is a perfectly good conversation for us to morph into here. If you're looking for a volume dealer that's it's going to give you more discounts, get you hooked up to more rebates, and then at the same time, sell you the vehicle you want. Yes, there are more than a dozen brand new vehicles on the lot there. I see an Escape down there, and there's a couple F-150s, so uh, the, some of those are there, but uh, you do order a lot of vehicles, and it can be anywhere from two weeks to four weeks to six weeks. I think we had one individual waited for the perfect F-150 that was about three months, but uh, Sunbury Motor Company can get it faster than anyone else. They got the allocations in Dearborn and wherever the truck or vehicle or car is coming from, they'll help you out. All right. SunburyMotors.com. Ask for Jason. Tell him Mark Lawrence sent you and that uh, Joe endorsed it and that uh, they'll be glad to see you at the Sunbury Motor Company. All right. They are our sponsor. Toll-free line now open. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at and text us at 70236. Include the keyword 
OTM. Well, it didn't take long for this terrible mass shooting in Texas to become political. Yesterday, Beto O'Rourke injected himself into a press conference held by Governor Abbott. I saw that. He's my new hero. He was waving his hands and screaming. I salute him. Do you really? Good job, Beto. <laughs> well, you got to disrupt things if we're just going to have I the like normal. I like the guy in the background who, after yelling at him that he was out of order, there was a mayor, a Democratic mayor of the town, called him a sick SOB. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe he said something that was offensive about uh, the governor being responsible for children's well, deaths. Well, he said it was entirely predictable. If it was entirely predictable, why didn't he predict it and do something to stop it? Let's face it, violence, evil is always predictable. There's going to be evil in the world. I'm sorry, we cannot get rid of it. So you and I can predict it per se. I predict evil will occur. Okay. You think I'm safe in making that prediction? <laughs> I think that's the nature of everything. And I also predict that good people will try to combat evil. You know, so what? That doesn't mean I can say for certain that somebody is going to, who has no criminal record, no apparently mental issues that were discernible now, at least right. right up to now. How is it entirely predictable that somebody like that, an 18-year-old kid, uh, will go out and kill somebody with a gun he bought? 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We've got our first call coming in. Joe, somebody sent you that meme we yeah, talked our about. Friend, our friend Tom sent it. It is an interesting question. He says, the meme that Tom sent it says, if people kill people, not guns, then why did the NRA ban guns from their event instead of the attendees? <laughs> well, they probably don't like those shots where you see people carrying open carry on their hip and AR-15s over their shoulder. I'm not sure that sends the right message that the NRA wants to send well, right it, now. What's interesting, they were all this morning on, on Morning Joe, they were making Beto a Rourke into the second coming, if you will. Uh, just, oh, wonderful. Yeah, he's my hero. Good yeah, for him. you got to disrupt things or nothing. You certainly have a, a very low threshold for heroism, <laughs> for your heroes, your personal heroes. But, you know, the, the bottom line here is that pe people, people are going to commit evil, terrible things, and we need to find some way to make that harder for them. I don't think, you know, someone said uh, yesterday, I don't think we got a chance to read it, but uh, one of our emailers yesterday said, I'm tired of hearing the, I didn't, the start of their email was, I'm tired of hearing about you can let that stand say you can let a gun in the corner of a room and it'll never go off. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you can make the same statement about a slingshot, but the fact that somebody eventually picks up that gun, it can do some terrible things with it. Somebody picks up the slingshot, it's not going to be as bad. Well, first of all, nothing's going to happen. So, you know, we're, we're just having this usual knee-jerk reaction that we have every time there's a mass shooting, and there's been hundreds. But I think that... Uh, the the analogy falls apart in that you have a gun in every corner, and if there's an 18-year-old that doesn't have a gun in every corner, he can go buy a gun and put it in every corner, and no matter what his mental state or whatever's happening, he's allowed to have more guns to put in more corners. So I think that's an apt analogy. But it is still is still 100% true, what you say. Nobody well, touches it's, it's that gun. The gun part does of it, nothing wrong. Part of it, too, is I think where you grew up. I mean, you grew up in a rural area where hunting was important, and so maybe at 18 you wanted a gun. Well, I grew up in Harrisburg. You know, at 18, <laughs> we were riding city buses up and down, uh, you know, driving our cars, but we didn't, guns weren't an important part of what we, uh, what our right. upbringing was I at that you. time. Today, now, you have to have a gun for protection in Harrisburg, and there's shootings every day. Right. But you know what Well, mass shootings, too. They say three or more, well, Harrisburg okay, has those. But Governor, Governor Abbott pointed out something yesterday that I thought was very, very, very apropos, that New York, Illinois, and California have the the toughest gun laws, and their cities are not any safer than states like uh, 
Texas, the way they have. I think he signed a bill last year that permits uh, carry without a permit. Well, what's Is that the whole story? Is that all there is? We have tough gun laws, but we have chaos. Are there other factors that contribute to the chaos? You know, is there, I'm speculating. I don't know the answer to this question. You know, is there a drug issue that overrides that? Is there, you know, sort of that urbanized poverty gang situation that uh, may supersede whatever the gun laws are? I'm asking. I certainly don't know the answer to Chicago or Los Angeles? Well, there are more people, I mean, shot in Chicago in a given week than there are in, you know, this terrible Well, then all shooting. the shootings added up but together. But this, sure. this is a terrible one in that it involves children. But unfortunately, so do the shootings in Chicago and Baltimore and Philadelphia involve children. How many times have we picked up a paper or read a news story in the air that involves a young person caught in the crossfire of a gun between gun battle between rival gangs? More in Harrisburg every day. Not Harrisburg. Maybe Baltimore and Philadelphia and Chicago. Harrisburg's not quite that bad yet, but it's right. getting there. Uh, upper right-hand corner and then the caller. Said yesterday a caller suggested that no one under the age of 21 should be able to buy a semi-automatic rifle. I wonder then, is he suggesting that no one can enlist in the U.S. military until age 21? Currently a person may enlist at age 18. Since these mass murders are committed by men, should women also be restricted? How is that fair? Are we really so naive that we believe these mass murders could not get a mass murder Murderers could not get a gun off the street. Remember when the U.S. funneled guns into Mexico through Fast and Furious? That was our good President Obama, by the way. If people and drugs can simply walk across the U.S. southern border, why couldn't guns? And I think they probably do. Uh, what was the Iran-Contra affair that President Reagan did? What, what was the goal of that, to give them guns? I believe that was okay, part of it, that yes. Was part of it, yes. So, yeah, I think it's a bipartisan idea of illegally arming people. Um, well, I, I think that's an interesting question. You can join the Army at age 21, but we know that you can't drink responsibly until 21, or you can't drink till 21, whether you ever do it responsibly is another topic. But um, when you join the military... There's no maturity or common sense or mental health requirement. You just join. And well, I, th I don't think they just take everybody. They do check you out. Okay. <laughs> so the, there, it's not just an open door to get in the military. But I, And I'm just, and again, I don't know any of the answers. I'm just asking, is it the same thing being for a teenager being able to buy a half a dozen AR-15s or being old enough to get in the army, are you mature enough to handle all those guns? Are you mature enough to be in the army, or do they? Does the army have some sort of a training program? Well, obviously they have a training program, right. and those people are trained in the use of those weapons. But local gun shops do not. But I mean, how do you know if an 18-year-old who buys a gun? Don't you think they might get some training somewhere too? They could. If oh, absolutely. If they're interested in being a responsible gun it, owner, if they're interested in not being a responsible gun owner, then that's another matter. Definitely limited gun training available around here. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, Robert Francis O'Rourke invaded that press conference yesterday. It's not Beto. Beto is a cult cultural appropriation by Mr. Robert Francis O'Rourke. And people that use Beto are culturally appropriating the Spanish language. And it's he's been using that as a tagline for years. But anybody that else, you know how the lefties got all over kids that you dress up like Mulan or stuff for Halloween because of cultural appropriation? But nobody ever says that against Mr. O'Rourke. wonder why that is. Well, who started that name? Yeah, for I him? don't think he started it. I think he he was he had a very big constituency among Latinos, and they started calling them that. It's the nickname for Robert, just like Jose or Pepe is the nickname I, for Joe. 
I understand what it is. Yeah, but I fully understand it, what yeah. it is. But he continues to use it. He thinks it's a great tagline to get him the Hispanic vote. Is all it is. <laughs> okay, He's you can a, see right that's through. That's all that. it is. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, uh, you know, the, the cynicism from that man is just pathetic. You know, he will come take our AKs and ARs, blah, 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 up his. But anyways, I have a question, and I don't. I know nobody can answer that question. How does an 18-year-old kid amass two to three to $4,000 to buy two ARs and the amount of ammo that they said he had? I'm still trying to figure that out because well, I know when I was 18, I couldn't have amassed that amount of money. Maybe it wasn't money. Maybe it was a credit card. The credit card companies are always loving to give you a credit card with a limit on it, and then you know. But you usually you usually need to have at least some sort of income. Now he was working at a Wendy's, which I don't know what they're paying down there in Texas, but I'm assuming that uh, you know a credit card would have to be really stupid to give you know somebody working strictly at a fast food restaurant part-time a credit card. But, hey, they do that all the time, I guess. I don't know. I try to avoid that. But that, that's my question. How does how does an 18-year-old kid amass that kind of money? Now, you're right, Joe, and it was a credit card. I guess you figure, well, I'm going to die in two weeks. Who cares? Right. I can run it up, you know. But, you know, I don't think uh, an 18-year-old kid will get a $4,000 or $5,000 credit limit, neither. That's just I'm just throwing that out there because I don't have the answer and nobody's put that answer out there. All I, I know is I think it'd be easy to amass. Period, they bought all that stuff. It'd be easy to get that kind of money if you have a part-time job and you don't have a lot of expenses and maybe you have a second gig. If he's is was he living with his folks anymore? Yeah, I thought okay. grandparents. Okay, his so you don't have rent and he food expenses. He repaid them by shooting the grandmother in the face. So well, that's right. another topic. But yeah. uh, I mean, I, I guess I guess the mother was a drug addict. From what I read yesterday, it was a New York Post article. It was, she was a drug addict. They were constantly getting at it. Cops were coming to his place. He was going out shooting people with BB guns. The friends of his said that they used to ride around shooting people with BB guns. That should have been a red flag. He cut himself purposefully on his face several times. That should have been a red flag. But yet again, the schools did nothing, the local law enforcement did nothing, and here we are. But Texas doesn't have a red flag law, so the fact that he did all well, those things it, wouldn't have stopped him from getting a gun anyway. There's A lot of states don't have red flag laws, and they still stop people like that. They, they, they have them seek mental mental treatment, okay? If a, guy, if a, if a kid comes to school and he's per- telling people that he's purposely cutting himself, that's a sign that there's a problem there. You're considered and the there. cops get called for you know, argue, arguments constantly with the with his mother. That's why he moved out of his mother. You're you know, considered a, a harm to but yourself and others, and you can be committed for that. And I, yeah, and and he, we, we have another caller, but i got to ask you this question on behalf of one of our listeners who sent that meme in. We talked about it at the beginning of the program. They specifically mentioned the fact that you wouldn't have an answer for it, <laughs> which is why, if the NRA says people don't, or guns don't kill people, people kill people, why did the NRA ban guns from their annual meeting and not people? It may not be the NRA. It could have been the facility no, that they're the using that says that they can't have them. There I don't know. I'm not, at, I'm not at the NRA convention right now, which starts today or tomorrow. I think it starts today. And I've been to those, okay? You know, and, and I don't know why they do that. And they've done it at all of them. Now, whether it's facilities they use, don't allow it or don't want it because of insurance purposes, that may be. I don't know. 
All right, we got so you, Stan. Maybe, maybe he that may, emailer should check with the NRA and ask them why, because they might have the answer for him that he seeks. All right, we got Fair you. Thanks, Thank you Stan. so much, Stan. Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah, I like that Can't facility I didn't answer. Ask the well, yeah, I think I think a facility is probably a good good answer. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Call. Sta- we got one caller standing by. Uh, we will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, upper right-hand corner, and then we'll hit our callers, Joe. All right, Doug says, I'm not against some gun laws, but you can pass more and more all you want, but it will never stop violence. So we pass a law that nobody under 21 can buy guns. Does that mean that you now need to be 21 to join the military? Make more laws, and the law-abiding will follow the rules, but the criminals and evil ones will just have an easier time committing crimes. This problem is so much deeper than guns. It's heart and family issues. We keep attacking the traditional family and the breakdown of families. It's a huge problem in our culture, but we aren't allowed to talk about that, are we? Well, our caller Joseph brought that up yesterday. Right. Well, and we're just not to the point yet. We do have quite a few school shootings, but we're not to that threshold where we're willing to do something about guns. You know, we're still in the thoughts and prayer threshold. I, I don't know how, what the number is, but, you know, we'd have to have a lot more school shootings if we were going to actually do something. Bobby, D, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Uh, uh, good. Good morning, everyone. Uh, one thing, you know, when I found out about it, uh, the first thing that I thought about was Columbine, of what what happened out there. And then, of course, one of the ministries I was helping out with the time in that, we actually got the chance uh, to talk to the eyewitness of, of of one of them that was part of the you know the ministries at the time but uh they said that there there could have that it could have been prevented because the actions of the students um or no maybe it wasn't a student maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong on that as far as what what happened with the well, it was two that, students but, uh, from the school that did the shooting yes so but there were red flags that were missed there, so to speak. Yes. I mean, the, the, the guys were loners and obsessed with video games, violent video games and things. So maybe there were some things people could have seen. But, yep, you're right. There are some similarities. But plus, <laughs> unfortunately, the NRA is having a meeting shortly thereafter. So they, that seems to be a terrible coincidence. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thank you. Uh, Charlie. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, Charlie, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I would like, if you would let me, I'd like to read Turner's Creed. I don't know if you've ever heard of Turner's Creed. Well, it's a little we, bit long. Well, we have we have a policy about reading stuff on the air. If you want to summarize it, that's fine, but we can't let you just go ahead and read something long on the air. Yeah, what's the gist of it? Give us the gist. 
All right. So the gist is, uh, it starts off about what we—it's about what we believe. We believe in Marx, Freud, Darwin. We believe everything is okay as long as you don't hurt anybody. Uh, we believe uh, that Jesus was a good man, but so was Buddha and Muhammad, and Jesus was a good uh, moral teacher, even though we don't agree with his morals. Uh, and then when you get down toward the end, there's no absolute truth, except the fact that there's no absolute truth. We believe in the rejection of creeds and following individual thought. If by if chance be the father of all flesh, disaster is his rainbow in the sky, and when you hear state of emergency, sniper kills him, troops on rampage, bomb blasts schools, it's about the sound of man worshiping his maker. That's how the creed ends. Hmm. Well, so exactly. I, I, would, I, would, I would highly recommend you, to you, your listeners, anybody who's interested in something like that, do a search for Turner's Creed. You'll find it. It's written by a by an English person. It's not a United States. All right. And in what way does that mirror your viewpoint at all? Does it mirror my viewpoint? Yes. I, I, I believe that that sums up very well uh, my viewpoint, and I think the viewpoint of a lot of Christians in the United States as well. Okay. All right. We got you, Charlie. Right, just wanted to point that out. I appreciate the time. Thank yep. You. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling in. Glad to hear from you. I'm looking at it. It's a little confusing. Uh, we believe in Marx, Freud, and Darwin. We believe everything is okay as long as you don't hurt anyone. To the best of your definition of hurt and to the best of your knowledge, that's rather nebulous. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, this is 300 words, way over our 100-word yeah, limit. Yeah, we're going to have to pare this down. Read the top and the bottom. All right. I'm tired of listening to the mantra of the gun in the corner of the room that untouched never hurts anyone. I have a truck in the corner of my driveway. As long as it remains in my driveway untouched, it will never hurt anyone. However, in order to keep that truck, I must annually pay a registration license fee. My truck must annually pass a state inspection and to be sure it is safe to operate. I must have proof of insurance for my truck to be sure other can be compensated in the event my truck harms someone. Finally, in order to take my truck on the road, I must complete a number of practical hours of driving under supervision. In addition, I must pass a written and practical test in order to obtain a license to operate my truck. Pick it up at the highlight. All right. As a retired school principal, I have participated in active shooter scenarios. I have practiced with law enforcement rushing a classroom to release hostages. That scenario rarely works well. I have had a plan to evacuate routes for students and staff to secure locations. Teachers and principals are not trained to perform these duties. Enough of this nonsense. We need extensive changes in our laws regarding ownership of firearms. It's all fun and games until your loved one gets killed and you realize they won't be coming home today. Then things get serious. This from a tired old white guy who owns firearms, reloads his own ammo, and is licensed to conceal carry. All right, WRR. All right, thank you for that. appreciate that. Uh, we'll continue this discussion as uh, we go into the top of the hour. Uh, let's see. i got to get to the top one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is the creed again. So, 
We, okay. uh, you know, this is an interesting one. We, we believe in sex before, during, and after marriage. We believe in the therapy of sin. We believe that adultery is fun. That's we believe that sodomy is okay. What? That's <laughs> not it. We believe in Masters and Johnson. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for that. one 800 795 So was that a parody of this creed? I don't. Couldn't, uh, you, uh, you got rid of it before I could analyze oh, it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, sorry. It still exists in the electronic ether, so I'll, I'll, I'll look that back up for you. You can look it up during the uh, during the break. But, you know, it's funny because I did hear this morning some of the talking heads, and, and there are people who believe that there might be some common ground for red flag laws in Congress. And I think that is a minimum. That's something we should look at. And I know yesterday someone said about, well, if you have universal background checks, I can't pass my gun on to my daughter. Well, why should you pass your gun on to your daughter? I mean, if you're willing to do that, shouldn't your daughter be checked out? Shouldn't she? Shouldn't you have some idea of what her uh, background is? Society might benefit from that. Well, she's a family member. I I, I vet my family members every day. You do. <laughs> I wouldn't give any responsibility. Anybody in your family you'd give a gun to? Well, sure. My, if my daughter wants my handgun, she can have it. She, I guarantee it. And what's wrong with her having a background check before you give it to her? She doesn't need one. I already know everything about her. You she, do, she but doesn't. society doesn't. Well, society keep their nose out of our household. I'm sorry. If finding out about whether or not your daughter is qualified to have a gun is an issue, then I've, I'm worried about your ability to just transfer it without asking okay. any questions. All right, so you I think my crazy Uncle Ned, who lives up in the attic, is fine, and I give him a gun, he goes out and shoots somebody. All right, transfers are 25 bucks. You're going to pay for them? Well, it, will that kill you if you want to give somebody a gun? Twenty-five bucks. You already have the investment in the gun, so twenty-five <laughs> bucks just to get the clearance. Well, maybe when I'm buying it brand new, but to transfer an old gun. So do we have to? Tr- well, go down to Gators Guns. They charge ten bucks. It says to transfer a gun. Really? Oh, that's quite the discount. Okay, so unless I'm wrong, I think I saw that sign. Okay, on there. all right. <laughs> Good for them. All right. Uh, I'm stumped. Uh, so well, I think your daughter needs if, to be vetted. What if I have a gun safe full of guns? Ten bucks for each one, or just one background check for all of them? You bought them all. Or, if well, you're giving them all to a different person. I might have inherited them back when transferring guns within the family was grandfathered. If you're grandfathered giving them all in. to the same person, I would think one background check. If I you're still going to split them up. You're attacking the wrong issue. You're listening to WDK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's directly across from me, mayor of Shemokin Dam, in charge of global volcanic response for the Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency, and just doing a super job as uh, Another lie. Another lie. <laughs> another news media <laughs> lie, right? right? The mainstream media once again exaggerating, exaggerating Joe's yeah. role in Pima, which is non-existent, so... 
Oh, Once was, but it wasn't that. Why? <laughs> you mean Pima doesn't even have a division of volcanic response? No. Not that you know of. No. Back then, it was called the Pennsylvania Emergency Communications Committee. And oh, that's that. what I chaired. It had nothing to do with volcanoes, tsunamis, or other natural disasters hmm. specifically, but in general, all of them. Okay. <laughs> well, the committee fell apart when you got off of it, No, I'm it still sure. exists. It still exists. It's going <laughs> okay. strong. All right. Welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm par- I represent the mainstream media, so I exaggerate uh, the simplest things. On the mark is brought to you by the largest car company in the world, the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, they have done more for their customers than any other business in the entire planet. SunburyMotors.com is their website. Our toll-free line is open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Joe's a little wound up after this uh, latest school shooting. He finds it very upsetting. My remark is just simple. Nobody's going to do anything anyway, so why are we even discussing it? And uh, we've had everything in between. So some folks are sending us memes or things that they've copied and pasted. We cannot read them, won't read them, aren't interested. (laughs) If you have an opinion, send us your opinion. We'd like to hear your opinion. Uh, If we just needed Facebook means, Joe and I would just open up the Facebook page and skip all these important calls. But if you have some words you'd like us to read, please send us your words in an email, and Joe will read them out loud, like the one he's pre-reading right now. Right. Uh, let's see. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. All right, there's that. Mayors throughout the Valley, with the help of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America, declaring June 3rd as National Gun Violence Awareness Day. This comes as the nation saw several mass shootings lately and is just coincidence that it happens to happened after a deadly shooting in Texas. The Central Susquehanna Valley Chapter of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America uh, is running the effort to the Wear Orange campaign. So far, they say Sunbury Mayor Josh Brocious and Danny Berard of Northumberland have made proclamations. Kendi Alvarez of Lewisburg and Mayor Jeff Reed of Sealands Grove are expected to make proclamations uh, observing Gun Violence Awareness Day. Are you doing that as mayor? Uh, not yet. Okay. To be continued, maybe. The community is also encouraged to wear orange and participate in a community blood drive that's coming up at the Miller Center. Details about that at WKOK.com. Governor Tom Wolf offering his thoughts and prayers to individuals affected by the shooting in Texas. Flags at Commonwealth buildings were already at half-staff to mark the passing of a former state lawmaker. Governor Tom Wolf has ordered that they remain lowered until sunset on Saturday in tribute to the lives lost on Tuesday. A statement from the governor expresses heartbreak for the students, families, and community facing what he referred to as unimaginable tragedy. Meanwhile, a statement from Senate Democratic leader Jay Costa speaks of hope for the children who survived the shooting, that they may find peace and comfort someplace within the darkness of this, quote, gruesome act of violence to which no child should ever have to bear witness. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Penn Live is reporting the likelihood of significant action on firearms in Pennsylvania is extremely low. Democrats in the State House Wednesday tried to force gun legislation out of the Republican controlled Judiciary Committee, where several bills have languished for years without discussion or debate, but a motion to suspend procedural rules to do so was quickly defeated along party lines. Quote, We are abdicating our responsibilities, said Representative Emily Kincaid, a Democrat. 
Democrat from Allegheny County, urging his caucus to vote against the rules suspension. The House Majority Leader Kerry Benninghoff of Center County said the legislation in question needs to be vetted through the committee process. So these bills, there's 16 bills in committee in Harrisburg. The chair of the House Judiciary Committee, Rob Kaufman, says he will not schedule any legislation in question for discussion or vote, leaving the bills, of course, stuck in committee. At the end of the House session, Otten moved to suspend the rules in order to take up one of the bills. Of course, that was the vote yesterday. You remember that uh, Kaufman said earlier that the red flag legislation that's pending would, quote, never be discussed as long as he controls the judiciary. They're very good about letting things languish in committee. That's where the radar bill is, too, for municipal police. Let's not ever make a decision. Let's not ever put anything on the record. Let's just bury it. Is that right, that that the committee chairs decide the whole direction of the state? Well, as one of the committee chairs told the State Mayor's Association, if the leadership wants the bill on the floor, it'll go to the floor. Mm -hmm. So that would be Mr. Benninghoff. I know this is kind of ironic because, well, let's say more than half the people voted for the governor, but a lot of people are concerned that the governor's taking widespread action with his vetoes that hurts, you know, a dispo- so one person's controlling the the whole state like that. But here you have a committee chair. Who does he represent? Maybe 50,000 people, not, you know, the state, the governor represents, well, he represents everybody in the state, but he was been elected by, um, you know, three million people or so, I would estimate. And, um, but you have a House member who says, no, not in my watch. So he's, what, 50,000 people. So you have an even tinier sliver of right. the of the population controlling what happens. Well, the thing is, if we don't ever bring it out on the floor, if we don't ever have to discuss it, we can always blame the other guy for not having done anything. Mm-hmm. You know, well, well we, we wanted to bring it out, but they gave us a bad bill, and we didn't bring it out on the floor. Well, yeah, you have a better... Uh, we'll have to bring in Senator Gordon to talk about this, but... Uh, what would be wrong with talking about red flag legislation on the House floor? I mean, Republicans, if they oppose it, could voice their views. Right, but then they'd eventually have to vote on it, and then they would be on the record. And okay. so they would then have something that they would be giving their opponent uh, an, op- uh, an opposition piece for. Well, so-and-so didn't vote for this bill. But, you know, the, the discussion, I think, could be held in committee. If you never reported out a committee, at least you could discuss it there and assess whether or not there is agreement. For example, I'm taking mm-hmm. I, the one bill I know about. It's the radar bill. I know we have a lot of Democratic and Republican support, but the Republicans say they don't want to put it out unless they can. Ha- they're sure they have enough Republican votes to pass it. Well, what difference does that make if it passes in a bipartisan fashion with some Republicans and some Democrats for it and some against it? Right. You know, if the, uh, you're never going to get bipartisan action on anything unless you actually discuss stuff. Are these symptoms of brain removal? The vortex removes the brain matter. No, they're symptoms of politics as usual. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what's what's so frustrating is that nothing gets done that could be politically embarrassing or inconvenient for anyone. And and there are good people down there. I, I'd have the greatest respect for our state senators and our, our representatives. They're good people. But, you know, the system is designed in such a way that we don't encourage free debate and interchange of ideas. It's so partisan it has to be, well, we Republicans, we're caucusing on this issue and this is what we decide, and we Democrats, we're caucusing on the issue and here's what we 
we've decided, and never the twain shall meet. What if Jake Corman will ever speak frankly and honestly about how dysfunctional it is in Harrisburg? Well, you know? it's not just Harrisburg. It's I would suspect many states are the same way politically. You know, mm-hmm. you you've got your well, I hate to say vested to interests, but that's what they are: vested interests in maintaining the okay. status quo. All right. One other thing, I had to say this. Hold on, callers. I'm sorry I have to say this, but we do. Nine Army bases are up for a name change. The ones with Confederate ties, fortunately, are going to be renamed. It's the military's way of tackling racial injustice. A special commission made the recommendations. Two bases would be named after black soldiers. Three would be have women's names. Fort Bragg is the exception. It will be called... Fort Liberty. Fort Liberty. I thought you knew this. The new name. Well, Braxton Bragg was not exactly the greatest Civil War Confederate general. Right. He wasn't even a good general. That's funny that you would mention that. Well, he had a lot of detractors, let's say. All right. The new names come from a list of thousands suggested by the public as to who has the authority to change the base's names. (laughs) Incidentally, I read read a book called about Braxton Bragg, and it called him the most hated man in the Confederacy. Oh, no kidding. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Worse than Abraham Lincoln himself. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Yeah. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Callers, thank you for waiting through our frivolity. Much appreciated. Now you're on the mark. Am I I on the mark? Yep, you're on the radio now. Mark's on the mark. All right, Mark Mark to Mark. Uh, The security situation in these schools, sometimes it just baffles me they don't come up with common sense solutions. Now, when I was in school many years ago, we had three minutes to get from one class to another. Occasionally, I had to go into the restroom. I was a little late. When I went, entered the classroom, even my um, one teacher said, "Where were you?" I said, "In the restroom." Okay, uh, he made a habit of it. He started wondering what was really going on, but I could walk right in that classroom. Now, when classrooms class is in session, first off, the teacher should be at the doorway when the uh, the class enters, and then after the class enters, you lock that door with a deadbolt, and you have a a, a, a door that's uh, strong. And if you have the, a lot of the doors in these schools have glass in them. You put a screen over there, reinforced screening over that. You can still see out, but you've got protection. You lock these classroom doors, period. Okay. And they're not doing that. What if they shoot out the windows to get it through the window into the classroom? Well, I just told you to put a screen, a reinforced screen on there. Oh, okay. So, okay, so you can't shoot that too well. Exactly right. Every school in the nation should do that. So hardening our schools. Uh, yeah, that's the NRA solution, too. They have a couple of suggestions related to hardening schools, they call it. Well, the internal doors should be, uh, when the class is in session, that, should, that door should be locked. And they're not doing it in a lot of these schools, and that would save lives. There's no question about that in my mind. I'm surprised that some of these common-sense solutions aren't picked up. What do you think? Uh, well, I, th- I think that's probably where our solutions are going to lie. You're going to see, you know, schools become sort of like getting into a prison where all the doors are buzzed. You get into another section, more buzzing. Getting into a classroom is buzzing, and, you know, and the students uh, um, will still be vulnerable during change of classes. But in an elementary school, a lot of times the students all stay in the same room all day, you know, minus recess well, and, the, and the movement. Let's look at well, here's, another, here's another solution, too. A teacher wants to go through the train training and carry a, a, a gun to school where she could have a safe box that he could put it in 
but I think some of these teachers should have the ability to defend uh, themselves as well as the, as the, the classmates. Let's look a little closer to home. There's a story out today about uh, the Milton School District where apparently on social media one student shared a, a, a picture or something that had a gun in it, and now they're thinking of charging him. You know, so oh, is, is, is this an abundance of caution? Is this something we should really be doing, or is it is it overreaction? You know, it's hard to say. If someone, if the kid would wind up shooting somebody, we'd all say, well, why didn't they do something? Oh, you know, I, w- I would be in jail right now. I carried a, a pellet gun. I wanted to show my classmates. I carried a small uh, gun, handgun that looked uh, fairly real, but it shot uh, one BB at a time. <laughs> and I carried it in, and uh, my third grade teacher says, I just, it was my birthday, and I was so proud of what I got, you know. And uh, today I'd be in deep trouble, and that, that would carry, my, uh, carry a record for the rest of my life. That's how bad we're going from one extreme to the other here. It's it's stupid. But it's hard to know where to draw the line, isn't it? I mean, I I wouldn't want. I would tend to draw the line in the abundance of caution because we're talking about protecting children. But on the other hand, do you really do you really recognize the fact that sometimes children do dumb things? Do you You're know right. that if they were mature enough and and had enough background, they would realize that this isn't a good idea? But should they pay for that for the rest of their lives? I agree with you. That's a well, that's I, a tough it call. It also shot darts too. It was a target gun. That's. Uh, one of the ways where I learned uh, to shoot a, a pistol, uh, and uh, but I'd been I'd been in serious trouble this uh, this time. Uh, I, I, well, the the time period we're living in is heading towards uh, total uh, total domination of uh, from top to bottom with the, the government control. I I look for uh, federal control of all your local police departments. The way we're going, they want uh, something just uh, like something like in Cuba or. Uh, one of these totalitarian uh, countries, and uh, this this ESG thing you want to talk about too—that's going to be totally controlled. I mean, if you you don't toe the line, you're just not going to get a, a, a loan from a bank. That BlackRock is another thing you want to talk about sometime on your uh, radio program. Okay. But no, it's just common sense. Lock the classroom door once the kids are in there. Make sure there's a good reinforced screening if you have uh, windows in your uh, uh, doors inside the the uh, school, but. Uh, if that, that classroom had been locked, uh, that then stay they would survive. Is okay. there any common sense change in gun laws that would make us safer? Gun laws. Uh, well, think about it and call us back. I, I you got another think, caller. I think, uh, uh, thing, I, think uh, I could wait a week before I got a gun, or I could even wait two weeks after I made the purchase. The then go period. back. All right. Uh, background tra- checks and uh, uh, and also. Uh, you got to be careful about this because some people can get mad at you for certain reasons and then just mess with you. But uh, it, it doesn't hurt to uh, to have some kind of a check on how how he's uh, in the in the community. How is he? How is how is he acting? You know. But uh, you got to be careful about that because you can get set up. Yeah. Well. All right. We got it. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, have a good day. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We got two callers standing by and a slew of emails. Uh, some people are sending us links. Clippings, pictures, memes. Uh-uh. If you have an opinion, voice it. We don't want to click on things or look, blow up links or look at uh, photographs or somebody else's tweets. If you have something to say, just tell, tell us. one 800 795 We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. 
They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Fun bumper music. This is new. Uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe. All right. says, Joe and Mark, new gun laws will only treat the symptom and do nothing to treat the disease. From what I've read, most of the shooters were loners. My outside-the-box solution would be to require every student in all grades be exposed to music and be part of a performing ensemble, band, chorus, orchestra, modern band, or any other small group. When you're part of a musical group that performs, you become part of a community and part of something bigger than yourself. Unfortunately, when schools need to balance the budget, music is the first to go. Short-sighted administrators fail to see the short and long-term effects music has on people's lives. Well, I agree with that. Hmm. Good point. So every kid would have to learn an instrument. What's well, wrong with or that? sing. All you have to do is give them a, like one of those little recorder or flute type things. It'd be simple enough. Yeah, it's hard to beat somebody or injure somebody with a trombone unless you stick the slide somewhere where it shouldn't go. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've seen a lot of movies where they bring in a violin case, but it's got a Tommy gun in it. Oh, God. <laughs> you love those movies. Yeah, well, that was Elliot Ness and The Untouchables. Some days. Dan, thank you for your patience. Really appreciate it. You're on the mark. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Why? I don't know if you got a chance to read that whole creed the gentleman sent in before the break. I don't know if you got to read through it. No, we read it, enough to know that it's a joke. No, it it's not a joke. What it really? I'll give you the interpretation. I'm very familiar with it. It's a, the interpretation is is telling us in the beginning that sounds like a joke the condition in other words we don't believe we believe anything goes and at the bottom you'll read that we don't even believe in absolutes <laughs> and it's stating our problem we need to believe in absolutes and we cast out the absolutes. Yeah, Dan, England who, who, did it first. Who, who cares? Now the United States did it. Dan, who cares? The thing is so absurd. Why, why would we even waste time talking about it? Because if you miss the point, you guys went to college. You, you're smarter than I am. You should be able to interpret that. It's making a, a comment on the way our society went why we're in the condition that we're in right now why why we have all these school shootings because, because of that creed we, because of that stupid thing that was written by somebody in england no no it's because of the you inter, the interpretation is because we as a country england too we threw out absolute truth 
we don't like to hear absolutes anymore. That's the that's what it's saying. It's it's a commentary on where we're at in America, in England first, they threw out absolutes and look where they're at. And now we're going the same route as our friend Joseph said yesterday, we were hanging on to some absolutes yet when we were when our age group was in school, we welcomed God, the Bible. Well, Dan, let me ask you a absolute. question. Dan, if I went to a hundred people and asked them about this, if they'd ever heard of it, what percentage of them do you think would say, "Oh, yeah, I've heard of that, and it's a real problem"? I think uh, I think there'd be a couple percent anymore. It goes to show you the condition we're in. Well, it, it's it's nonsense. I mean, the thing where it's nonsense, it, it's, it looks like a joke. I mean, I can't imagine anybody's taking it seriously. You seem to be, but I mean, it, I, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> the interpretation, you, Joe, you're a smart guy. I'll, and you read that, you get home. You keep saying that, but he still doesn't get it. A couple of times. No, I, I, I might have not understood it the first time. I've read it. I think it's preposterous. It's preposterous. What it's getting at is absolute truth. The reason we're in the condition we're in, we don't have any concrete belief system. Whatever it is, that goes. Like you read there. We believe in sex before marriage, during marriage, and after marriage. There's no absolutes. With That's an absolute. <laughs> we only believed sex was okay during marriage. But not, but the sexual revolution of the '60s said, "Hey, you don't need a, you don't need to wait till you're married. You, you know, blah blah. You can do whatever feels good. Do it." And that's one part that says there's no absolutes. All right, we got you. Thank you, you so much. What I'm, you read it. In other words, it's a commentary on America, where we're at, All right, and we why got there it. is school <laughs> we get shooting. It. We believe the and taboos are taboo. That's yep. a joke, Dan. That's, it's no, a it joke. isn't. Yes, that's it is. We do believe taboos. If I come on and say... There's only one way to heaven. I'm in deep trouble. You guys will get upset with me, and so will some of the callers that believe taboos are taboo. You know, they, right. they believe you. I'm the one that's wrong because I have absolutes. I believe in absolutes. One of our good listeners sends his note, says, Mark is so quick to call other people a buffoon, it's strange that he doesn't get the Turner's Creed. It's a satire. Yep. It is a exactly. satire. It's a sat. It's on right. America, on, on where we're at. All right, we got you. Thank you so <laughs> and, uh, much, Dan. Hey, it's a good one. Read it a couple times. <laughs> oh, God. It'll, be, it'll make perfect My eyes will sense. fall out. Ouch. All, All right. right. Thank Guys, you. have a good right. one. Okay. Hey, you too, buddy. Thank you. Have right. an absolutely right. good day. Right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. one 800 795 Upper right-hand corner, please. All right. All right. I don't buy Stan's answer on why guns are not allowed at the NRA's meetings. I'm positively sure that if it really mattered, they could very easily find an NRA member with a building that could hold the meeting. Please try again. Signed, Tom. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that. They needed better lie. All right. one 800 795 Five nine five six five. Van, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. 
Good morning. The, the gentleman that called in before Dan there was saying about they ought to put doors on the classrooms and lock them and stuff like that. The thing that people don't even seem to think about is they can make the inside of that building as secure as they possibly can, like a prison, but yet there's children that have to get on school buses and leave the building. And anyone who wants to shoot and kill children in our schools, they don't have to enter into the building. They just simply have to be located outside and shoot the children as they come in or as they leave. And that's that's happened in several of the shootings that the shooter did not even enter into the school building. What if we uh, transfer the kids in a sally port inside, like in a prison? You bring the bus inside, you shake it down and inspect it underneath, and then transfer the kids inside a secure (laughs) drive-thru? You know, no matter what scenario, if there was an easy answer to this, we would have solved it, you know, back after Columbine. But there are no easy answers. That's why we're in the quagmire we're in. And the Democrats beating the drum like we have to have gun reform or new gun laws doesn't make any sense at all. It's not going to change the hearts of these people that are doing this stuff. And the thing, like Dan says, you guys are smart. I don't know if you are as smart as what Dan gives you credit for. <laughs> Me <because> neither. With, <laughs> Thank you. And I don't. I don't mean that in a in a mean way. I just. I just can't believe you don't get. And if the whole deal with Mark, you as a progressive, there's no end to progressivism. As a matter of fact, they shouldn't even call it progressivism. They ought to just call it degenerativism, because it leads <laughs> it leads to nothing but but what what that thing that that guy wanted to read today is that everyone believes whatever they want we believe everything and it's all contradictory but everything goes it's there's no absolute truth your truth is your truth my truth is my truth and if they conflict well there's still truth well that's the most foolish thing in the world there can only be one truth you know is, is it sunshiny today or is it dark outside you know there's there's only one truth you can say whatever you want. You can claim it to be truth. You can claim as a, as a male that you're a female. You can claim to be a black female if you're a man. You can claim that you're having a baby if you're a man. But it doesn't make it truth, but it shows how degenerate our society has become. And I think one of the things that attributes to the school shootings is the way our kids are raised today. A lot of these kids, they have ADHD or whatever they want to moniker they want to tag for some kind of physical disorder and they want to pump them up with some kind of drug that alters their state of mind and they give them these these antidepressant drugs and one of the side effects is is they have suicidal thoughts so maybe there ought to be some investigation into the drugs that they're putting into our kids in school because there's many children in schools nowadays that are on on these antidepressants and many adults that are on antidepressants as well. The percentage is quite high. Maybe you're on them. I don't know. Are you on the mark? No. No, okay. Well, that would explain I t- I a lot. I take simvastatin, <laughs> which does something, but I don't know what it is. I think that's for cholesterol. Uh, that could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, let's face it. Sometimes, going back to this manifesto, if you want to call it that, Van, I mean, I read it and I... I don't. I'll agree with you. I'm not as smart as Dan gives me credit for. But I, I read <laughs> it as neither. satire. <laughs> it's satire, and that's. And I think it's, it's it's a statement about the way we are today. But it was written satirically, not to be believed, but to point out no, the absurdity of what we're doing. I don't in think this it was country. to be believed either. But I, I think it's making a, a a point that that we have become so accepting of things that there's no longer an acceptance of the truth. I mean, it's it's just, it's that simple to me. I mean, you can't have 
two conflicting viewpoints that are told diametrically opposed to each other and have them both claim to be the truth. You can't have someone say, well, this is my truth, that's your truth, and they're both truth. You don't remember You don't remember the former press sec- or press advisor to President Trump who referred to things as alternate facts. Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> she talks about that in her new book, saying she only misspoke, but she's being vilified for that. So, well, and, uh, you know, I think uh, Mark Knopfler in uh, Dire Straits said it best: if two men say they're Jesus, one of them must be wrong. So <laughs> there must be there's no absolute truths if two people say diametrically opposed things. So no, no argument there. All right, we. Got Got gotcha, you, Van. Thank you so much for Thanks, calling Van. in. Appreciate Glad your call. Call you. again. Appreciate Take that. Care. All right, we'll take a quickie break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking to a man who is an expert on electric rates. We'll do that when we come back. Uh, why don't you go ahead and read that upper right-hand corner right. one? Well, electric rates is not our topic for the day, but well. okay. My heart is hurt over the loss of innocent lives taken long before they should have been. Has anyone thought that all the violent video games, TV shows, and movies have anything to do with this? People see ones getting killed and don't realize the finality of of death and the consequences of those actions. I wish there could be the same horror over the death of innocent babies being aborted. That number is thousands, and how many speak out about that? How many tears are shed for those? Yeah, I think we value our guns more than we do people. That's the real issue. Our guns are more important than our kids. We can't change anything. The important thing is that we don't change anything. <laughs> 1-800. I gather you're one of those Charlton Heston types. You'll take the gun out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, I would favor a, a broad and expansive discussion about red flag laws in the nation or in Pennsylvania, or would universal background checks help? I think we should have that discussion. Uh, I don't know that they necessarily would, but I think we should have the discussion. And if everybody says, you know, our families are falling apart and the issue is people, what can we do about that? Is there anything we can say? You might, might not have to come from government. might have to to come from our churches or our pastors or our families or our parents. Well, or I don't know many churches that advocate shooting children, so... <laughs> but there you have it, although it seems to happen at them. Or, no, I guess it's mostly adults that get uh, wiped out at churches. But anyway... You forget the Birmingham bombing where f- several young girls were killed in a bomb planted back in the 60s. Uh, I had forgotten about that, and I really don't keep the... Uh, 60s, top of the mine. But uh, since then, of course, we know kids were killed at Nickel Mine and Columbine and other places. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. That's some speculation, my man. All right. EB says, it's frustrating that your callers are blaming everything under the sun for mass shootings, mental health, homosexuality, video games, abortion, TV, and movies. The one thing they're not blaming is the true culprit, guns. Until we have gun control, mass shootings will continue to occur. Sadly, too many people want to deflect from the true cause. Yeah, I think we have quite a few guns and we have quite a few shootings, so I think that goes together. Remember, it's not just one gun in the corner. It's uh, We have six different kinds of gun in every corner. He doesn't admit that mental health or anything pay, plays an issue in this. It's just the gun. And so let's confiscate all the guns, and then we won't have the problem. But you don't think mentally ill people or people disturbed people will find some way to do others' harm? People shove folks out in front of... Um, subway trains in New York City. You know, people get a car and run over folks. 
There's all sorts of evil in the world. I don't think that you take away the instruments of it. You address the root cause, which is the evil in people that needs to be found and corrected. Correct, correct the evil in people. Yes, I think one it's way or in, the other. Inherent. I'm not sure we can. Oh, we have another. Oh, so we just accept evil as being... Well, I think it's our nature to be right. evil. All right. Uh, Dalton, thanks for calling in. Uh, we are talking about guns, but if you have a brief message about the electric race, please go right ahead. Very brief. Um, as a follow-up to uh, talking to on your show, several people have contacted me, and two people in Sierra Grove in the last three days have brought me their electric bills. They were uh, paying $0.22 cents the kilowatt hour. What? One, gentle, one gentleman... Has uses nine thousand kilowatt hours a year. Nine thousand times twenty-two cents is nineteen hundred and fifty dollars. If he paid the eight point three cents that PP&L is offering between now and the end of the month, he pay uh, seven hundred and fifty, twelve hundred dollars more just on the supply side of his electric bill. I advise people to get their electric bill out. Look on the front. There's a big circle in the middle on the front on the left hand side is supply side you look right under that supply it tells you the name of your supplier if you shop phone number the date you started and right under that it'll tell you how much you're paying 22 cents a kilowatt hour is way 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 okay and ppl still offering a discount even if you stay with ppl but use their discount rate you can still get that yeah, the standard rate where they connect you with an energy supplier that is uh, that offer is still good till the five o'clock on the thirty first. All right, okay, we got gotcha. you. All right, okay, thank, thank you, you so much, Dalton. Thanks for calling in. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Dalton Savage of Sealands Grove. You can look him up. Energy expert, former PPL guy. He was on Sunrise the other day. So go to wkoka.com. You can hear all of his remarks. Um, just one text is on topic right there. Say, hey, Tom, I didn't have an answer about the NRA. As I stated, I was speculating. If you have the answer, please share. Well, I think that was sent before Tom sent in a response. So. Okay. And is this too long? Yeah. Yep, too long. It is. All right, Joseph, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I've uh, been listening to the program there, and there were three callers, uh, Dan and Dan and uh, the man before Dan, and you were commenting on that manifesto thing. I, I'm, I'm ignorant of that, but listening to what you people, all of you were saying about that is what I wanted to comment on. Uh, again, I don't know anything about that manifesto, uh, but but if it has to do with what you people were saying, uh, I think you got. I think Dan has a point there, and Dan does too, uh, Dan, uh, because if there is no absolutes, then anything goes. Uh, uh, example here, okay? We know that when the Savior came, he spoke in absolutes. He was not vague or ambiguous about anything he said. And they wanted to take him one time, and they said, never man spoke like this man. He spoke as one having authority. Yes. And so what Dan bring out there is that there's one way to heaven, and he said it. I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Right, but this but was this it, was a joke, in, Joseph. Me, this was a in joke. The, the Christian society, <laughs> there are many ways. Mary can be a way. And you can just go on and on with by good works or some other way, and but he spoke in absolutes. Well, this right. was absolutely. So, do you reject this manifesto it's or not? It's absolutely a satire. 
Yeah, and I agree with that. All yes, right, we got you. And it, it it speaks to exactly where America is today. Yeah. All right. We I mean, got you, you have uh, a little old lady that lived in a shoe. She had so many children. She didn't know what to do. You know that was satire. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. It was speaking of the Catholic Church when you could not oh. speak of the Catholic Church. Uh, the lady is, is the great whore of Babylon. It's in a shoe <laughs> in go. Italy, a boot, and uh, it, you couldn't speak openly against those things, or you you would be dead. You would be crucified. They murdered you in the Inquisition and the Crusade. Okay. All right. We got you. Thank you so much, Joseph. Thanks for calling in. Yes, nothing like hearing where the great whore of Babylon Much for the 35th time. Okay. Is he still? Nope, he's not still there. Okay, hung up. All right, lower right-hand corner, Joe. Let's uh, see. Uh, lower right corner. EB, you have no concept of what a gun can do by itself. Nothing, nothing, nothing. All right, and then upper right-hand corner. So, you want to convert the schools into prisons to protect the students and staff. How about turning the school buses into armored troop carriers? <laughs> and don't forget to build concrete bunkers at the bus stops. Finally, we will need to reinforce our grocery stores to protect the customers and employees. Narrow-minded solutions from narrow-minded people. Read about Australia's mass murder incident in the 1990s. They seem to have implemented a viable solution. I would believe Australia has just as many mental health issues as the USA. Yeah, we what was their solution? I have no idea, but we have as many mental health issues in the U.S., but we have far more shootings for some <laughs> reason. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. we got to take a quick break. Lance, stand by. We will have more callers opportunity today. Uh, Joe McGranahan is here. I'm Mark Lawrence. Rob Center is the fabulous uh, producer. Uh, we'd love to hear from you toll-free, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us. 70236. Tomorrow we'll talk about this for a short period on the show, but we're going to start out with Jennifer Wakeman of Drive is going to be here to talk about economic development and high-speed internet and so on. And then Professor Rose, who's calling in, so he's going to talk about inflation and recession and gasoline prices and... Well, Matt knows whereof he speaks. Right. So he'll be... I'm sorry you're going to miss that, Joe. Um, but, I'll, li I'll uh, listen. And then next Tuesday, uh, we are going to be hearing from Kendra Auker, the President yes. and CEO, and you'll be here for that at 8.30, so that'll be next week. But Monday, we won't be here. Right. Monday, we will be observing Memorial Day. I'll be at Sunbury's Memorial Day observance. We'll see you there. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Might have time for one more speedy dialer. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. All right, we've got three callers in a short amount of time. We'll start with Lance. We'll keep everybody to two minutes. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. 
I thought it was interesting yesterday when a fellow was rambling on about how 18-year-olds basically, uh, well, didn't have the good sense of God give a goose, and that until uh, you were 25, you couldn't entertain a rational thought. And then I was thinking, like I did before, that uh, I guess why most of them are Democrats. Hmm. So anyway, uh, when I was a kid, guns were really easy to get. Today, you've got to jump through all kinds of hoops and fill out forms. And back then, the only form you filled out was a postal money order. And you could get a really handy carbine with 30-round magazines and ammo for it for six cents. It was the uh, M1 carbine that uh, our GIs carried to victory in World War II. So they were very powerful and very, very handy. And yet, although I had, uh, I said about being really bullied really hard, I, I never gave it a thought to hurt anyone with any of that stuff, even though I was fairly proficient at using them, because when I got home, I was home. And, well, my mother and my father really supported me in everything I did, and it just seemed like I could leave it at school. That's where it happened, and boom. And then, of course, my aunt... Well, she said, why should you worry about what some blank morons thought about you? Hey, well, we just remembered that Lee Harvey Oswald bought a Manlicker Carcano through the mail and paid very little for it, too. No, he didn't. They found the guy that he still bought it from. He ordered it from the mail. It was a mail-order gun. Yeah, but he, he wasn't the guy that mail-ordered it. <laughs> well, he used a different name. He used the name A. Heidel. Yeah, right. That That's was still Lee Harvey Oswald. He just used another name. Okay, sure. But that's 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 what he did. I'm sorry. Oh, we got hey. two minutes. We got to go. Okay. Bye. Th yeah. Bye. Thank you so much, Lance. Really appreciate the call, Dennis. You're on the mark. Two minutes. Yes. Good morning. Um, I missed much of the show. I was at a doctor's appointment and I couldn't listen. Um, oh. Dennis, 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 Dennis. You had one job. <laughs> exactly. Uh, did anybody else hear? I know I heard it in the news. I wasn't making it up that there was an armed security guard in that school, but he was wounded by the the shooter. I heard that last night in one of the the news networks. That seems correct. He, he confronted him outside the building and apparently. Uh, got shot, and that uh, doesn't say whether he was. He never fired a shot. That was the report I heard this morning that the uh, that the school resource officer never got a shot off. So he was wounded and knocked down. He couldn't do much then. I don't oh. know. He was. It said he was wounded. I don't, I didn't hear how badly wounded or how serious the wound may have been. So. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, that we look at that as one of the assets of helping the situation. The other thing is, and I only got in on the end of it, was Dan trying to explain about absolute. I sort of think, and I, I can't get in his head, but I sort of think what he's talking about is today things are more situation ethics. You know, at one time it was the commandment, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. Today it's like, well, there's a gray area, you know, explain your way out of this. And I sort of think that's what he was getting at. I, I don't know anything about this manifesto he's talking about, but... Um, situation ethics, we see that. I mean, gosh, if you ever go in the court of law, that everything's situation ethics. So, All right, we got you. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks. Yes, yeah, thank you, Dennis. And to cancel those dental doctor's appointments and stay tuned to the program. Uh, yeah, really. The <laughs> <laughs> idea of missing the show while you're at oh, it. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> That's why they have uh, Sony Walkmans. Right. <laughs> Cindy, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. 
Um, I heard the ad that's run on the show several times about the taps across America on Monday. I think it's a wonderful idea. Now, unfortunately, I don't play the trumpet, but I have a computer, and it has a little speaker I can add on to it, so I'm going to look up taps, get it ready, and at 3 o'clock go outside and play it into my local airspace. And I hope that a lot of people will think about doing that to honor the veterans, especially those that have died. I'll hear it earlier in the day at Sunbury's Memorial Day service and parade. I make a habit of going to mine. And and I will also visit the grave of the unknown soldier again this year and honor him with three yellow roses in remembrance. So I think there's lots of ways that we can honor people that have made the sacrifice, and we have a responsibility to do so. Thank you, gentlemen. Yep, we got it. All right, thank you so much for call, call, calling attention to Memorial Day. Monday morning on WKOK, we will have a three-hour special from CBS uh, honoring our nation's war dead, calling attention to uh, veterans who gave the ultimate sacrifice for the United States so that we can enjoy all of our freedoms. So very appropriate show. I heard some excerpts of it, and it's really just uh, ridiculously appropriate and fantastic. So that'll be Monday morning. And that's a well program, well worth listening to. All right. One of our good listeners sent us a note about GDP. Go ahead, Joe. 2022 GDP, first quarter down 1.5%, expected 1.3%. Last year, fourth quarter, GDP 7.4 plus, roughly a 9% change in economic growth in the U.S. economy. Unfortunately, not good news and not looking better. We'll ask Ben Reikley about that tomorrow. Price hike. Ben Reikley will be here tomorrow. He understands the goings on in business. We received this earlier this week. We didn't have time for it. We were talking about uh, what was what was. We're that? talking about the fact that the Georgia, the voter oh, uh, suppression law in Georgia, has actually resulted in out. record record numbers of both Republicans and Democrats, black and white, and registering to that to end, vote. One of our listeners sent us a note. Obviously, a partisan says listening to Mark and Joe plow through a Georgia voting article from Fox News was painful yesterday. Joe knows not of what he speaks, and Mark knows nothing at all. Why even do? If I know not of what I'm speaking about, what? Do well, I you know? read the article. Okay. I think you knew that. Why even do this topic on the show? Why bring up a discussion about which you are both totally uninformed? I am a local Democratic committee person. Oh, in Georgia? Okay, I guess not. And we know our peers in Georgia took the new voting law as a challenge and promised they would overcome its restrictions. They held massive voter ID drives, volunteers helping even the longest career voters to find their Social Security cards, birth certificates, and divorce decrees. Name changes, duh. Even though Sunday voting was stopped, they mobilized hundreds of volunteer drivers to the best use of the two Saturdays. Souls to the polls was moved to Saturday. All right, Democrats pushed, held drives, cranked out information, advocated to get everybody registered. Now 95% of people are registered. They held workshops telling people how to overcome the new restrictions. It was made easier, they said, when minority residents realized the laws were designed to keep them from voting. Again, they took it as a challenge. And of course, there was the black lady who said that it was easier for her than ever before. This is WK, okay, Sunbury.